throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourself? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with host Gord Riddell. It's time to listen and learn. Hi, and welcome to Things Worth Considering. I am Gordon Dell, your host, and I am here with our co-host, Alexia, Alexia Georgiousis. I've been practicing this all day, and you just interrupted me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> Get the engineer back on here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Alexia Georgiousis. Hey, perfect. Thank you. Really um, great. Just because I haven't slept. Um, oh no! <laughs> anything to keep you happy, dear. Uh, oh, that's good. Thank you. As I you can see, we do have a good time in spite of everything that's going on around us um, with our pandemic uh, issues. Um, you know, I'm noticing people in the streets. They're like, it's one thing to do this, you know, separation thing of six feet, but it's like they're taking like 10 foot arcs around us. And, yes. and they look away, you know, it's like, <laughs> You know, I, I feel like it's a, you know, you never look a dog in the eyes, right? Because it can antagonize an animal. So it's like, I feel like, you know, they're not going to look me in the eyes because they're going to antagonize me and then I'm going to go up and cough on them or something. <laughs> it's, it's, I know th- there's some, there is some suspicion, which is um, a little bit unfortunate. I think that the distancing is one thing, but it's the, you know, I'm finding a mix of some people are quite friendly in terms of just greeting or hello and others are, are very, you know, wary absolutely um, even people yeah. where i live they know my face they're kind of looking away and i'm like did i not wow. shower is there something wrong <laughs> wow um you know it's like yeah this suspicion piece you know is, is uh um i'm finding this a little bit disconcerting because i think that that in itself is a really um you know unfortunate energy that, that ties into fear stuff yeah, absolutely. I think part of it is now people are starting to get a little bit more settled, I think, somewhat in terms of, oh, okay, now this is, I'm getting more comfortable with what I need to do. But I think the fear and I think a lot of grief is rising, you know, about um, loss, about a sense of what could happen to people. And again, suspicion and fear are dangerous for emotions. They They are not um, expansive emotions from the heart. They're, they're oh, very yeah. sort of separation, you know, me versus them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sort of me taking on the whole world here. Um, right. and yeah, and it, and it is very dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous to your immune system, you know, oh. to have that, that level of, of stress going on inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a contraction piece, you know, that contraction alone takes away from any possible energies that, uh, you know, could be going on here. Yes, and and that hypervigilance takes away from being curious. It it annihilates curiosity and annihilates the the possibility to sort of look beyond the story that's happening and see that as the fact. But then, okay, what else is what else is there? What else is deeper? Well, yeah, there's a lot. I I mean, I think you know we mentioned this. you know, the whole Holy Week, uh, I think, and people not being able to see people, uh, you know, people, you know, you know, Easter came and went and, you know, they, they didn't get to do a family function. You yeah. know, it's yeah. um, like a big family function. I'm assuming that Easter is big for a lot of people. 
you know, yes. not I mean, everyone. It's not as big as Christmas Day, but it's still it's still one of those because it is a three day holiday, four days for you know, certain sectors. But of course, they're not working right now either. Um, right, you know, right. <laughs> some people are. Some people are working, but some know. people are. But I'm not sure they're in the the government sector. Um, right, right. Well, the higher ups are certainly they are. I have to applaud uh, Doug Ford. Uh, I'm not a fan of his, but uh, I think that he's show, definitely showing leadership. Anybody who can go and get masks with his own truck and carry the boxes out himself, I have to give him a kudo on that one. That's uh, great. You know, that's just showing leadership. You know, yeah. it really is. Uh, but the the uh, you know interesting thing you know is you know seeing people are settling. It's interesting that um, you know different personality types are going to experience this very differently. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, for instance, if, uh, you know, people who who never felt that they fit, like they fit in, they're always watching, they're always observing. You know, they're like actually quite calm right now because they know where everybody is. You know, right. because nobody right. is, is anywhere, and so they feel they feel part of the group. Uh, mm-hmm. As we we're, we go through this together, you know, um, you know, so the the, the person that st- stands back uh, is now kind of in there, you know. The same as the personality type that's always vigilant about, you know, the big thing is going to happen, and they're going to be ready for it. And they've been they've been getting ready their whole life. And they've been getting ready, yeah, yeah, and it's arrived, and you know, it's something that nobody's ever seen. Nobody really knows how to navigate any of this. Um, other than theoretically, how we're navigating it, and it's um, uh, you know they're 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 actually feeling like sort of on top of the world, you know, because all their planning is paying off. Right, uh, right. You know? It sounds silly, but you know there are personalities that are like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I have, I have actually. I know of someone. Um, I don't know this person. In, uh, I and it's a friend of a friend, but way back in November suddenly decided to get four months worth of, you know, food and, you know, <laughs> packed it all the way at his cottage so that for whatever reason thought maybe I need to go there and I have enough for four people for six months. And, wow. and it's quite incredible. But the, in terms of the personalities, I think the other part is this, this sense I feel that's happening is it's making us realize that we are part of nature. That we are oh, part absolutely. of the rhythms of this life. We're part of the cyclical nature. Yes. That, you know, the way, the way that a virus goes through, you know, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who does, who's done a lot of work with wolves up in Algonquin. And mm. she was like, yeah, when, when, when viruses go through a, a particular species of animal that, you know, it can, it can wipe out a lot of, a lot of, you know, in terms of weak and in, in terms of survival, it's part of this, this evolution, but it is, to me, getting us a, a real felt sense of going, wow, we really are part of nature. We really are. It's not separate from us. You know? It's not separate from us at all. And it also is just so much, uh, um, you know, keeping us, um, you know, well, most of us, we, we just lose touch with that. Um, you know, we're cyclical just like nature is. You know, we have our winter and our spring and our fall yeah. and, you know, um, I, I was doing, you know, one of our, our groups and um, it was it was very, um, uh, you know, kind of very bizarre insofar as, you know, here we are at New Year's and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of getting ready and doing all of this, um, you know, all the New Year stuff, you know, in terms of, um, we, you know, our, our resolutions, our blah, 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 yet. Here we are in the northern, certainly in the northern hemisphere. We're doing it in the dead of winter. 
we've just barely gotten into winter and we're doing all of this sort of energetic manifesting and the whole thing and and it's like no this is when you know it started now you know everything everything you can see like all these little flowers are coming up and there's little buds on some of the trees and and so on and that you know now is when you want to you know hold that vision apparently now i don't know anything about this but apparently this is the full moon a big super moon and and at the super moon big moon whatever full moon we're supposed to like put all of our intent out there for right. new and good things to happen. Right. Well, and I, I think that it, it's, it makes sense to me because I think the only, I know with the Baha'i religion, their new year starts in spring. And, that makes and total it, sense. It just, it just makes sense around being connected with the energy of the earth and the seeds and the flora and the fauna, that it's, it's, it is part of who we are. And, and having that intention, I think, going forward and setting it at a time when there's alignment with the planets, the moon, that it, it is in sync instead right. of trying to do something just because it serves us based on our work schedules or the economy. And it's such a disconnect, which is, I think, part of why the, the coronavirus, this whole experience is almost like a big reset button. It's like just reset everything. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, uh, I've got actually I've got a, a poem I'm going to read a little bit later about mm. sort of what you had just said uh, okay. uh, about the Earth. Um, uh, I, I wanted to bring up this as an article that I saw today um, called "The Pandemic Is Turning the Natural World Upside Down," um, which is quite fascinating. So this woman uh, is in London. Uh, I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce her name. Uh, her name first name is Paula, though. and and from her living room she's a seismologist and she keeps a small you know seismology uh, machine near her miniature uh, seismometer um and sits on a concrete slab at the base of her first floor fireplace and and often you know she says that um you know uh the the earth is just there's just so much traffic and so on that even a 5.5 earthquake on the other side of the world would not be picked up on, mm. on this side of the world, for instance. Wow. But she said that the earth is becoming quieter and quieter. And, and I, you know, Interesting. I, I, I find that really fascinating because she, this is measurable. Yes. Um, and she's contacted, you know, from the, from the, she's in the UK, but she's contacted all the way to New Zealand, uh, various people in the same, same in, uh, profession. And they're starting to notice it now in their seismographs. Oh, isn't that, that fascinating? Yeah, it's picking up. It's picking up very subtle things that before there was just so much noise sort of going around the Earth that they literally couldn't do it. But she can feel the rattle of you know the trains going by, and and the the trains as they're going by near her. She said you could virtually to the minute you know there'd be a spike. You could tell what time it was, what what train mm. was going through. But no, the trains are becoming less and less. And they're spiking less and less, you know, and they're just getting spread out as less and less people are, are moving around right now. Isn't that fascinating? And I think, I think that it, it just speaks to looking at really the healing that's happening, because I think this is an opportunity for healing, even though it might be painful in terms of people getting ill and dying. Yes. And I think, you know, hopefully there'll be a sense of more efficiency where, maybe people don't have to commute as much. 
because the demands with technology around email has sped everything up so much that oh. it creates inefficiency when someone has to travel to a meeting or go somewhere. It's like, Absolutely. It's, and, and, it, and it lets people stay in their, in their homes with their families, with their loved ones, and just having some reprieve so that they can still be efficient. Because I think so many of us have been sort of overwhelmed for a long period of time. I know so many people that have been for years saying, oh, I'm burning out. I'm getting so tired. I just in it, And it's just <laughs> go, go, go. So yeah. now it's like, well, even the earth, the earth was, was also very tired. Right. But it's also, you know, it's also the loss of, you know, that timing. Well, you know, when you stop to go up to the office, for instance, you know, uh, that, that's going to take, oh, maybe an hour and a half out of my day in terms of, say, 45 up and 45 down. But then there's a prep getting ready, and then, you know, and then, and then losing, losing the momentum, if you had a momentum. Yes. Going, and then trying to get something happening, which probably won't at school, um, because it's going to be, what about this, what about that? Uh, and then coming, coming back and trying to pick up again, that whole thing. So there's sort of that big chunk that is really problematic that right now, you know, uh, you know, you're in your home. I'm in my home uh, as we're, we're broadcasting. And uh, that's, you know, that's really cool. And I can still see you. Yes, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's a good point what you're saying, because there have been studies that show that, you know, in, especially in the workplace, the reason part of the reason why people also get incredibly overwhelmed and burned out is due to interruptions. So yes. it, it's exactly what you were saying around interrupting flow. So yeah. when there's an interruption, it, I can't remember the numbers offhand, but basically it takes something like another 10 minutes to get back on track. Once you've been interrupted, right. you, you can't immediately go back. Exactly. At least. At least. At least. Longer. I'm, not, I'm not sure what the number is, but it's, it's really, it makes inefficiency just the norm. It's directly proportional to how long and how, how uh, entwined in, in the conversation was. You know, the, somebody just walked into your office and had with you. You know, if it took 30 minutes and it was kind of, you know, a bit, eh, how are you going to deal with this? Then you can be sure it's going to take more than 10 minutes because now you're thinking about how you're going to deal with that as well as whatever you're trying to. to right. About. Right. So right. I think it takes a certain, you know, a certain type of personality to be able to work at home. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, yes. uh, if you don't have, you know, distractions of family. Uh, which in which case you should probably be going to the office um, where, where children don't understand those kinds of, please leave me alone, um, that hopefully our adult co-workers do, um, that it can be very lonely. It can be, it can be much more stressful than actually going into the office for some yes. people. It really depends on the, on the type of person, you know, yeah, I think, I think, to be motivated. Yes, it, it absolutely does. I think that um, developing a sense of structure and self-care when, you know, someone is used to going to the office and have a particular, you know, routine in place it's it's trying to find some type of semblance of ease when when it's been very fragmented over the last while and and i think that certain personality types do better with that in terms of adaptability but mm-hmm. again it's also um something where it's it's you know we're not trying like we were talking about last time that we're not trying to be how we used to be exactly you know, we're, we're, so so it's it's basically okay how do i develop my own sense of structure. And I think part of it is it's making people sort of become more uh, self-responsible and self-accountable in, in determining how they're, what they do in their day and how they feel in their day. 
because very right. often there's there can be low grade you know sort of resentment or I have to go here or I'm tired of my work you know it, oh I have to do this and instead of well I'm choosing so so it really does make us you know uh, need make us feel that we need to be very careful on the choices we're making because I sometimes you know sometimes I'll be like oh my god it's already five o'clock and uh, yeah and, you know it's 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 you know even how I've I done go, things. How good I look wearing a house coat still at five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't believe it. I really should put some clothes on. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. But the time can just get away from you too. You it, know, it does. Uh, it, yeah. It's I find it fascinating though because I sort of like it. I sort oh, of absolutely. like that I'm not really focused on the time as much. Like, well, what time is it? I don't need to really know. That's brutal. Oh, look! I have ten more minutes to leave. Seven more minutes, <laughs> you know, as the people who are doing countdowns to leave, yeah. you know, yeah. is, is most unfortunate because they're always late too. Um, right. You know, now, now one of the other things too of, of these uh, people who are observing the earth from out and about, uh, the, the ones who are with seismology, both on the surface as well as into the interior, are the people who, you, who are working with satellites. And what they're noticing is, is that during this decreasing amount of time of people working, there is, um, a, a, you know, a, an absolute significant decrease in the concentration of a common air pollutant, and that's nitrogen dioxide, which comes uh, into the atmosphere through emissions from cars, trucks, buses, and power plants. Mm-hmm. The drop is observed in China and in Europe, and it coincided with the stringent social distancing measures on the ground. Interesting. So the air pollution, you know, which can seriously damage human health, uh, yes. is actually getting better. You know, Isn't that which, fantastic? You know, really, yeah, really, it's, it is. It's quite amazing. Um, well, and it, and it goes back, sorry to interrupt you, it goes back yeah, to no, also no. that idea of, of efficiency where maybe not so many people have to commute into the office all the time. And I was thinking, I thought about this the other day, and I was thinking maybe if there could be, you know, even a small percentage of the uh, office towers downtown where that turned into affordable housing, you know, imagine how that would be so beneficial for people who wanted to be more central and they they wouldn't need to have a car. They would just need to, you know, they could, they could walk, use public transport, but it's, it's again, more efficient use of, of empty spaces. Right. We have to be efficient and take a break here because I think we ran over time. Um, on this segment so uh, we will be right back you were listening to things worth considering Uh, we'll be right back follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. 
We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, and welcome back to Things Worth Considering. Uh, we're talking about everything that's going on in uh, the, our world right now. Uh, I think we're fascinated by it, uh, obviously. We're fascinated everything from the actual physical nature of the earth uh, which we believe is sort of taking a long pause with us, uh, as well as just how people are handling this. You know, yes. Really, uh, uh, you know, a really big thing. Um, so we, we, we talked about the, the, uh, the change in um, uh, the atmosphere, uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, pollution, uh, which is actually measurable from, the, from you know, uh, uh, satellites. The, the seismographs, which are actually picking up that we're being a lot quieter these days. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but also the, the oceans, mm. the oceans, and they're seeing behaviors in some of the large, you know, fish and mammal fish. Uh, Fantastic. What are of, they seeing? What are they noticing? What, what they're noticing, first of all, well, they're actually doing studies on them. Uh, the right whale, which, of course, is up in the northern part of the Atlantic, uh, you know, off of, off of the Maritimes coast and so on, uh, is that their cortisol levels are dropping down. Wow. Yeah, they're actually, which, are, which have been over the, over the years, in terms of their, their studies, have been, you know, substantially high, um, you know, and, which, of course, leads to a number of different problems, one of the biggest of which, of course, is their ability to reproduce. Um, mm. Yes, and, and sure. So, once it, which, which makes sense. Same thing happens in humans. Um, yes. That as the uh, the oceans are actually quieter, and, and why are the oceans quieter? Because there's no cruise ships out there. Beautiful. The cruise ships have all been have all been pulled. Who wants to go on a cruise ship right now? No. Right, no. Um, no. <laughs> you know, it's almost like this accidental experiment. You know, when when nine uh, eleven happened, there was so much that that. People, you know, they learned about what happened that day. You know, in terms of uh, the not the accident, not the intentionality of the terror act, but the the uh, things that happened to the marine life and 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 uh, you know the air air pollution and just all kinds of stuff. You know, that took place hmm. in New York, and and now they're seeing a, sort of this whole area that they never even considered because whoever thought we'd shut the world down? Yes, you know? exactly. Okay. Whoever thought it could be possible? you know, without a complete destruction, right? Exactly. But isn't that, I mean, who would have thought this would be possible? That's a brilliant statement. You know, I mean, who who thinks that? Hey, just imagine the whole world just stayed home today. We joke about that usually when we don't want to go to work. Um, But, but, 
to actually see it happening. And now to, you know, this, this report that I got to actually see how much it is being measurable. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. That's yeah. fascinating. We're going to swing now up to the North Pacific where the humpback whales have now begun their movement from California up to Alaska, up to Alaska. Um, and they're, they're looking to see what's, what's going to happen with them. You know, with the that's just incredible, and it's. I find it actually very um, optimistic or hopeful. You know, even though there's this this other suffering going on, I'm. I when I hear that, I just feel that okay, there is there is purpose here. There is there. This is very purposeful. Well, and, and, I think we have to see it that way. Otherwise, yeah. we're sitting like a victim. Yes. You know, I think that. It goes back to what you said earlier is we're either a part of this or we're not of this earth kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that is, is that not only in its and how it happened, but also in how it's going to get better. Yes, absolutely. That's where I, I've been thinking since our last uh, episode about what, what, what do I want my life to look like after this? Mm. You know, what does it mean to, you know, what does it mean for me to be in a better place or make different choices or what's important to me? It's, it's a very powerful time to self-reflect because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's giving that sense of, of time and space for it. I know some people who are not, you know, resting at all. They're just sort of flailing in terms of, you know, income or new business ideas or trying to, scramble. And I, I don't right. know if that's the best response personally. I, right. I don't know if it is. I think I can understand it, but I, I feel like there's, a, there's a, a big piece that's missing in terms of just going blindly. And again, is it coming from a foundation of feeling very centered or is it coming from a place of fear? And, and that foundation makes a big difference in where, how you push off, right? Sure. Sure. I think that some people too, like, well, we said that this may be working for some people who like observe the world. Those people who are really hyperactive all the time, it's very dis- disconcerting to be this enforced quietness. Yes, yes. You know, it's like if my brain doesn't keep you know pumping out stuff, it's going to stop or whatever we think. But it's you know people people who are even you know sort of verging on ADD or ADHD, uh, which there's a lot more than we we realize. Um, don't like the quietness. They do no. not do well being, you know, just, just sit quietly and put your feet up and, you know, oh my God, that's like, that's like a death knell for some of us. Yes. Yes. You know, there's a, there's a saying I, I remember pay. hearing. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was, there's a saying I heard once that said boredom is the gatekeeper of the soul. Interesting. And, and the, the, the inference there was that, when we're in this sort of zone of quote unquote boredom, however you define it, it, it prevents us and protects us from going into addictive behaviors. So, you know, trying to reach out of this sense of stability because, you know, when you think of stillness, there's a calmness to it, right? It's still, it's calm, it's stable. And, and when we're not comfortable with this ease almost, Mm -hmm. then we start to reach for something that's going to take us out of it. And so, you know, I think it's very interesting because I feel like the word boredom gets a bad rap. I, I well, think- it does, but I think more there's a lot more more bored people than there are alcoholics. Possibly, My of working Possibly. With substance abusers is definitely 
you know, trigger, 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 boredom, boredom, boredom. You know, mm-hmm. it, it alleviates because for some people that's very painful. Yes. You yes. know, that, that just that boredom, which is also sitting with yourself. Yes, and but I find it's interesting because I I think I'm not one of these people that I I don't get bored that easily. I always think that there's, you know, sure I can feel the urge for stimulation or getting something, you know, that excitement that because that's where you know the the idea of the of the longing comes in, you know, the the sort of sense of wanting something. Right. But, but when it turns into um, is, you know, constant craving all the time. Oh, that's that old song, right? That when it turns into craving all the time. <laughs> we love a Canadian. That, that, that it's, that it's, uh, it's, it, it can be insatiable. Yep. And, and that's when I think also it's awareness of, of, of stepping back and saying, wait a sec, what is enough? And, and this feeling of boredom, what does that really mean? Mm. You know, because we, it goes back to what you were saying in the last episode, where often it can be a feeling of, you know, external entertain me, some out here entertain me instead yep. of being engaged in our lives. We forget that we participate in our reality. Most of us watch it. Yeah. We, you, we have that observer self that just watches everything we do. And it actually has, a, that's one of our running dialogues, is it's telling us what we're doing as we're doing it. You know, when you're, when you have sort of have that observer self, it's like walking down the street and he's you know, coming around the corner now. And, you know, uh, th- there's a dialogue that goes on in our head when we're not fully present. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's not the sense of awareness of the self. Oh, it's, no, it's, no. Okay. It's, okay. It's awareness of the external of the self. Right, right, right. right? Because it's yes. already, I mean, part of us is already left. It's, right. you know, it's, it's standing, as I'm pointing to the left here, it's, <laughs> mine goes to the left. Uh, and that's where, you know, that observer, when, when, you, you, when you disengage, when you're uncomfortable, uh, someone's going on and on on the television or whatever, and you're just like daydreaming, really. Right. You know? right. Except in this case, most of us have a tendency at some point in our life to um, uh, absolutely be in an observer self and not fully step into our lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to take responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. You have to take responsibility. You have to be accountable. You have to notice your own sense of behavior and choices. And, you know, I think that's the, the richness of being human, but I feel like very few of us have ever had that mentored and, and learning, you know, we learn it through our own paths that we choose. But I feel like the idea of, of awareness and going back to boredom, I do think that scares people in terms of, you know, oh, who am I now, right? Without the identity of the job or the titles. And, and that's, I think, making people feel very uncomfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's, I think I've talked about that. There was an exercise that I did in training years and years ago that over the course of a long time well, was to be able to define who I was when I took away all the roles that I play, I was, you know, it was right. like three o'clock in the morning, you have no clothes on, you're sitting in front of a candle. Who are you? You're no one's son, you're no one's husband, you're no one's lover, you're no one's brother, sister, you know, on and on and on. When, you know, I mean, even our clothes make a statement depending on, you know, uh, uh, yes. where you got them or whatever. Um, but, you know, when you strip away all those things, then 
well, who's sitting there? Mm-hmm. And that's a very, very difficult uh, uh, exercise. I welcome anybody to try it too. Um, it's also very powerful. It's very, powerful exercise. Yeah, it's a very powerful one. Um, and, and it's not something you're going to get on one night. Mm-hmm. You, know, you might get a flip, no. you know, but boy, to absolutely, you know, embrace that, it, it takes quite a bit. You know? Absolutely. And, and I'm sure I can go back and do the whole thing all over again. Oh, I, you could do that. You could do that once a week. Yeah. And it would be a, a great way to, you know, it's sort of like the, I can't remember the author of the, the famous book called I Am That. I, yeah. I don't remember the author, but it's, um, it's uh, I believe Hindu, but anyway, it, it really is around breath work, but I Am That is, is basically we are everything, you know, in the, in the, when we get past the shell and know that, yes, we have this experience and it's really quite mind boggling. But, but again, I feel for people who are struggling with anxiety and panic and depression and feeling that they can't engage. And, and some people who don't have, so, you know, don't have a computer or don't have a smartphone that allows for, for, you know, FaceTime or, or video conferencing or whatever else. That's kind of good news, bad news. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine if we got another FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. And imagine if the internet stopped right now. You know, the it would be it would be such a bizarre experience. And I think the younger generations that are really attached to their phones Mm -hmm. be suffering big time. Absolutely, but it wasn't until you know our our internet is like so entrenched into our lives it is really pr- runs pretty well comparatively uh, to other things that this some, something like this could actually happen. Right. It's true. The timing, the you timing. go perfect timing. This Look at now. Years ago. No, it couldn't have. It, it, now that there's these platforms available, there's these connections, it, it actually makes a lot of sense. So I'm, I'm very curious to see, you know, how this is going to play out over the next, however many months, years, you know, what, what, what we're going to learn from this and what governments are going to do, what companies, corporations are going to do differently. It would be really fascinating to see, um, you know, just to see if, if what we've learned. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I have some friends that are incredibly, you know, analytical math types. I'm talking like up to PhD level. And uh, they're like, you know, you're always looking to try and associate it. You know, this is some big high thing, you know, Fact is, you got a bug floating around, you know, like just boil it down to science. It's kind of interesting, you know. I mean, that's obviously why we're friends. We just balance those two things out, you know. Uh, but their their take on it is like, we'll get over it, we'll get on with it, we'll earn more money, we'll retire, we'll die. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I have a couple of plans in there um, uh, other than that. But, uh, you know, when I just one more thing here on the, the North Back. You know, he says that this will be the quietest entry that humpback whales have had in southeastern uh, Alaska in decades. Nature is taking a breath when the rest of us are holding ours. Mm, beautiful quote. Right. Beautiful. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that quote, to relish it, take it in. All right. Don't breathe out. We're going to take a break. You are listening to Things Worth Considering. We will be right back.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, This is Things Worth Considering. I am Gord. I am here with Alexia, and we are talking about the way of the world right now. Um, I just read just before we went to break a a great little uh, line of, of you know, the, uh, while we're holding our breath, uh, the earth is, is uh, taking an exhale. Um, this is another, this is a little poem that I found, or a writing, I guess it doesn't really, uh, I don't know, I didn't go to the poetry classes, so I don't know what it is. It's great. <laughs> um, so I don't know, even know who wrote it, and neither does the person who posted it know who wrote it. But it, started, it says, we fell asleep in one world and woke up in another. Suddenly Disney is out of magic. Paris is no longer romantic. New York doesn't stand up anymore. Uh, the Chinese well is no longer a fortress. And uh, Mecca is empty. Hugs and kisses suddenly have become weapons. And not visiting parents and friends becomes an act of love. Suddenly you realize that power, beauty, and money are worthless and can't get you the oxygen you're fighting for. The world continues its life and it's beautiful. It only puts humans in cages. I think it's sending us a message. You are not necessary. The air, earth, water, and sky without you are just fine. When you come back, remember that you are my guests, not my master. Wow, that, I got chills from that. That's fantastic. Isn't that powerful? Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I love reading like like stuff like this over breakfast. Um, Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I, I love it. when you come back. Remember, you're my guests. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really powerful, and I, I, I think this, you know, is perhaps really what they've talked about is that quantum, that quantum shift 
it can happen. There's enough of us are so uh, impacted by this and enough of us care so much about this. Um, perhaps we're not frontline workers, uh, but we're, we're there, we're there helping anyone, you know, from frontline down uh, who are struggling with what does this mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that people are, I'm hopeful that they're, that people will come together more and, and, and really get a sense of sort of what you just read around what we were talking about earlier, that we, we, we belong to the earth. You know, we, we don't, we don't, possess the earth and, and, being, and being guests like we're supposed to be stewards you know yes. stewards of this planet that's what naturopathic medicine that's a big part of it is about how to be stewards for the planet yes and using natural medicines and the gifts that are there just like with your work with spirituality it's it's like this is a natural gift this is the ease that is in in harmony with the planet right instead of going against right instead of going against it and yeah, deciding to force it more. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Absolutely. It's, um, we, we've really gone off on such a track, uh, you know, of, uh, of, you know, and it has brought us so far ahead. I mean, th- this isn't a condemnation at all, but it's a recognition no. of how when we go in one direction, we have a tendency to leave ourselves elsewhere, you know, like part of us. So our spirituality got so left behind as we went trotting along, you know, in, into the digital industrial age. Um, yes. You know, and here, here we're left in, in, you know, a place that, you know, monks should be so lucky to have such quietness, you know, <laughs> in their population <laughs> and, and so on. And we have this opportunity. And, and I, I mentioned this last week that, you know, the Archbishop uh, uh, here in uh, Toronto was t- saying that what an opportunity to just deepen that dialogue within ourselves to yeah. whatever it is we dialogue with. I think it's fantastic. And I think that it is something that hopefully people will, you know, sort of harness as an area of support. I remember hearing a quote from um, a a woman named Cynthia Bergeau, who is an American um, spiritual teacher. And she's also a a Episcopalian um, priest or Minister. And and she uh, had said that, you know, a spiritual practice is basically what allows is the is sort of the supports like riverbanks that allow emotions that allows emotions to flow. Mm. And and I know that's also true in Sufism, that it's very much it's around the spiritual connection, the practice is the support to allow us to feel what we need to feel as human beings. Right, and, right. And it's it's I think that this is a prime time for exactly what you just said and what the archbishop said that we can deepen this this relationship and and realize that we are supported even if we don't think we are right right (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and chances are we never thought we were anyways i mean this isn't this isn't something that budded in us at age 30 you know for me just last year but uh (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, is it, you know, that, that feeling of not belonging or that feeling of disconnectedness yeah. is, yeah. you know, often we feel that most of our lives, most people are, can identify that when we were kids. But it's, you know, the, the interesting thing is that it's always available for us to connect. Yes. And, yeah. and you know, indigenous cultures and the Druids, there's that pagans, they, they were, there's so much connection to the earth yes. as being family, as part of all, all my relations, right? Inclu- including all of these 
you know, the winged ones, the creepy collars, the finned ones, that's often what's being, what's said in terms of, you know, going into a sweat lodge. It's, it's basically to acknowledge that we are related to everything on this planet, Mm -hmm. including this, this virus. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it depends on us. It does. It does. It's very well said. It does. It depends on us. Uh, which means we can also change that dependency. Yeah. We hate codependent things <laughs> that are symbiotic. That's right. That's right. Codependency no more, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Melody BDA. Um, you know, the, the movement, um, I think in this direction, you know, one part of me just wants to shake my head and go, you know, it's such wishful thinking. But yet there's a part of me that's known for so many years of doing this work that, something was brewing, you know, something was coming along. Now, could I have predicted this? Absolutely not. You know, I, I don't think anybody could have. Uh, no. I think if it was predictable, it couldn't have happened. It had I to agree. be predictable to take us by shock. I agree with you. Yes. You know, um, it's kind of the way I always see the universe working with us. It tries to get our attention, you know, kind of like, hello, little knock. Mm-hmm. No. And then it's like, hello. Uh, and then, you know, bang, you know, God takes a two by four to the back of our head. Uh, you know, it just, in other words, it keeps, keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I think there's probably been along the way here some, some, some um, things that were like the, the gentle hello. You know, can, can I get your attention, please? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and we just kept talking. Oh. You know, kept, kept be- talking, kept taking, kept doing, 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 instead of, wait a sec, you know, what are we, why is there such a race? You know, that's, yeah. that's what I've been noticing is that, man, you know, I'm, I'm really quite, uh, grateful for this stillness and noticing that it's easy to feel like even driving if I go to the grocery store and things like this that that you can see that there's some people that it's it's still a feeling of urgency yes. and it's like it's there's no there's no race you know you're there's a lineup there's a lineup but <laughs> it's to do with our own sense of you know somehow my needs are more important than someone else's right uh, yes yes uh, you, that was very very nicely said you mean our Sense of self-importance. <laughs> exactly. What, self-importance. What, what Ego self-importance. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't those people realize who I think I am? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it, yeah. it, really, it really has that reflection on it. And, uh, you know, for me, the only way I'm going to get through this is with humor, uh, which is how I've gotten this far in life is with humor. Uh, and if we it's great. humor, we're going to have trouble here. Yeah. You know, I think too many people have lost their humor in the first place that we need to bring that one right back up to the surface again. It's that's not, actually not to laugh at people's situations, to laugh at our own situation. Right. Right. And not, and not a, not a, um, I think that's a really good point because I agree with you that in, in terms of this whole dulling down that's been happening for years, yeah. uh, in terms of wakefulness and, and conscious self-awareness that, that, we've lost a sense of play. What does it mean to play? You know, and, and humor, you're right. Not about laughing at someone else's suffering or whatever they're going through, but realizing that life is actually a huge mystery. Mm. It's a huge Mm -hmm. mystery. And, and being able to sort of ride these waves, it's, it's that, that depth that gives us, I think, such a, uh, a richness of experience and appreciation of life. Even when, you know, you look back at painful experiences and you think, Oh my God, like it was so brutal, but yet there was always, usually you can shift it into, there was a gift, there was learning, there was growth. Right. And, and again, 
we have no control over what is going to take us out in this life. <laughs> we don't have control over it. We have no control what's going to suddenly bring us to a sudden halt. Forget, right. forget about taking us out, you yeah. know, about having us, you know, be housebound. Yeah. Kind of thing. You yeah. know, in terms of what's going on right now with this pandemic, it's, you know, who could have imagined? But then, you know, that was, that was one of the huge baffling pieces in the 80s when, when uh, you know, HIV presented itself with AIDS mm. is how could something this small knock out the human immune system? Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, and, and of course, eventually they were like, yeah, that is exactly what's going on here. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of argument around that. Um, and, and, you know, and they're doing amazing, amazing work uh, in that field. But, you know, here we are with another, you know, little virus that's knocking out the whole planet. No, yes. And, I mean, part of it's knocking us out simply because of, of we know that it's very, very contagious and how it's, it's you know being contagious. So we're keeping the distance. We're but all all that I'm saying is is that we're not in control. No, <laughs> we're we're definitely not. It is our definitely. ego. It is a grand illusion in any way, shape, or form. You know that that we are in. You know we're in control here. We're not. No, we're not in control. We can't no. be in control. No. And it's it's acceptance. It's acceptance of moment to moment and acceptance that we have the ability to be resilient. We have the ability to make choices and in terms of taking responsible actions and also trusting that we really are in, in this together because I, I think that there's still this disbelief or a surprise that we're all impacted, that we we're, no one's alone you know, quote unquote alone, but, but it's like, we are all in this together. Right. Right. And that's why, you know, I think I said a couple of weeks ago that this is not a me experience. This is an us experience. You know, it is an us experience. It's a collective, uh, you know, um, uh, it's a collective experience. And, you know, um, you know, those people that try to push their ego ahead of the us, uh, certain political leaders, uh, you know, um, yeah, they're not going to be around much longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My prognostication on the whole situation. Um, right. Right. Yeah. It's, um, anyways, that just, just that whole thing of, of us understanding that it's us and that we're not bad dogs. <laughs> so we're going to bite one another. Um, you know, I think that those, those are the kinds of things we really need to, I think the kindness of just giving a smile to somebody saying, even just a nod of your head, you don't have to have a conversation, you know, no. you don't have to open your mouth. If you're afraid something's going to fly into it, you know, if yeah, you yeah. feel that you really should be yeah. wearing a mask. Yeah. Then, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Which they say isn't going to do anything for the most part. Well, and I, I think that when I see people wearing masks, I, I, it's, it's, it, I think that, okay, maybe immunocompromised or something, but again, it's the fear energy, right? And it's recognizing that I can still greet someone. And we were talking about this before around, around last, the last episode where, you know, you can feel somebody's energy, you know, you can feel that there's a warmth or, you know, when you walk by them, but if there's this, there's this fear that's there, then it's a repellent. Yeah. And and all that does is create more fear or anger. It feeds into, you know, someone might be feeling maybe they're having a bad day and someone gives them a dirty look or, you know, avoids them. It can it can contribute to the again, this, this deepening sense of isolation or separateness, which I, and think, I think is, that's one is of risky. Our, and I think that's one of our, our 
challenge is, is to be able to create and maintain community and understand what that means while still having the sense of isolation or needing to be physically isolated right. and how community can be built in, in so many other ways. Right, know? right, right. Yeah, I think that that's, um, that's, that's really crucial because otherwise what's going on with a, everything is we're pulling back and pulling back. And we're going further and further inside of ourself that nothing can come out of that. You know, except for that, that incredible isolation. You know, the, the, the one thing for me is the, the uh, com- compassion circle, uh, which we, have, of course, now taken um, uh, uh, virtual. And it's on, on Friday nights. Now, it used to be every other Friday. It's, uh, I felt that we needed to do it every Friday for 45 minutes. And that's to create sort of uh, an on-air uh, level of, um, you know, community there. And so, you know, it's free. I'm inviting anybody and everybody to, you know, hook up with us at Eastern time at 7 p.m. Uh, we have our own uh, special login. It's just heal.transformationalarts.com. You don't need any numbers. You don't need an invitation. <laughs> this is your invitation uh, to build a community uh, uh, who are meditating and who are um, you know, wanting to keep this growing, this growing sense of our togetherness. Yeah, so. and it's fantastic. I've, I've attended it just once, but I'm going to be there this Friday as well. And it is, hey. it's so great. It is so hey. great. It is great. It is great. So in 45 minutes, you just go through this wonderful, you know, uh, you get to listen to me for a couple of minutes, <laughs> but then the meditation and, and so on. And it really is, a, it's a really great thing to do. So um, I think we have run out of time. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to see us on the on the radio tomorrow, and we're going to see uh, us on the air at 7 p.m. on Zoom at uh, heal.transformationalarts.com. Fantastic. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your host, Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.